I'd like to welcome everyone to today's edition of the Software Spotlight. And joining us today from uh, Content at Scale, we have Steve Harving. And Content at Scale is based out of here in the U.S. And Steve is uh, joining us uh, today. So welcome aboard, Steve. Thank you very much. Uh, very nice to be here, Michael. Wonderful. We're happy to have you. And AI is a, a hot topic, and uh, a lot of our listeners have been following Content at Scale, and I know have uh, been looking at the solution for some time. But there are quite a few that are on the fence and and thinking, uh, you know, what's this all about, and how do we get started? So hopefully we can answer some questions and uh, get uh, get people uh, aboard. Off the fence. Yeah, so I was hoping you could start out by telling us a little bit about the inspiration behind content at scale and how it came to be. Sure. So I'm speaking here kind of from um, uh, Justin's perspective. So Justin McGill, who is uh, our CEO and founder. So um, I'm not sure how far back we're talking here, but I think kind of maybe around about uh, 2008, around about then, um, Justin sure. actually started his own kind of uh, marketing agency. So um, he grew this marketing agency into a successful um, seven-figure business. And I think he, he took a step back and then, um, you know, exited. So his kind of background is actually um, in in building agencies. So, um, you know, keep that in mind um, when you're talking about AI writers. Have they just been built by a team of developers who've been funded by VC or have they actually been built by a team of content marketers, right? And we're very much from a content marketing background. So um, and that, that's a very important distinction, obviously. Yes, it is. It is. And um, yeah, you know, when you've had people who've kind of like walked the walk, um, you, you know, you know what you're doing, right? So um, yeah, I think it was kind of back back then. Um, he grew his agency and then um, exited it. I then think he started a new business um, a few years later, um, a lead generation business. Um, it was called LeadFuse. And he grew that into kind of, you know, one of the top uh, lead gen uh, platforms out there. And um, I think Justin still runs that today or has, has something to do with it. Um, but that's kind of going there. I think then um, a couple of years ago, I think it was 2021, um, kind of came back. So Content at Scale actually started off as a content agency, right? There was kind of no app uh, to start off with. Um as far as I'm aware, it actually started off as a content agency. So um, I think they, it was kind of a done-for-you kind of service, um, openly, use, openly using AI to um, provide it. So the sure. tech that um, they began to build, uh, to build, so that's kind of Justin, uh, it was Josh, our CEO, and I believe it was Cameron, our CTO, them three together. Uh, when they started this agency, they... Um, that's when they started building the app, as far as I know. Um, sure. I'd have to kind of double check on that. And the the tool they started building to kind of provide this done for you service eventually became what you know today, continent scale or continent scale AI. So yeah, we haven't been around kind of that long. I think 2021, um, so we're just over a year old. And um, yeah, we were one of the very first kind of um, on the market. Um, and, you know, we had this kind of like early movers advantage, you know, there wasn't all these different AI writers out then there is now today, you know, there's dozens of them today. Right. And then obviously sure. with chat GPT coming out that kind of gave us a boost, you know, um, cause everyone just started to get into AI or everyone wanted to know uh, about AI. And, um, yeah, eventually we kind of, um, 
we launched as Content Scale as a software as a service, sunsetted our kind of done for you content offering, and uh, now we're kind of all in on this uh, on this platform. So, so yeah, really, that's, uh, the, yeah, that's kind I mean, of a brief the, history. Yeah, yeah, at a, at a high level, the solution that you created for yourself is really a solution that um, any other content agency, uh, right? Would, I mean, talk would, about would really talk about validation, thrilled. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so really exciting, and obviously, it seems like so. If, if you if that was 2021, so literally mm. entering a couple of years of uh, of, uh, of field use and uh, and trials yeah, I mean, and we were uh, just... development and and all of that. So that's really uh, really yeah. Exciting. I don't know how long they were. Um, I don't know how long they were developing it for. Sure. Prior to us launching, but you know, we launched. I think it was September two thousand and twenty-one. Um, so we were just just over a year old, kind of as continent scale. Um, prior to that, I don't know how long because um, I think when they were doing the done for you service, it was called Content Machine or Content Engine or something like that. Sure, and I don't sure. know how long they were developing that for, but as continent scale, um, yeah, just over a year. Yeah, and for for a lot of our listeners that are really looking at this from an SEO standpoint, the uh, the whole concept of generating high quality, unique content is um, is really uh, key to uh, rankings and generating traffic and uh, providing yeah. a uh, a great experience for their their visitors. So yes, uh, and can you tell me um, overall from a a product standpoint? Uh, what are some of the details? If you were to say, you know, for someone looking at the solution, what really differentiates it from other solutions that are out there that they may be be looking at? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, kind of going back to that point, we were built by a team of content marketers. So everything has had kind of SEO at its heart. So we were the first and potentially the only, only one still. There may be one or two others out right now that, focus almost solely on long form SEO optimized content, right? I mean, you look at some of the other ones out there, the really well known ones such as, you know, Jasper, um, which, you know, can be used, but isn't, um, you know, it's more kind of like a generative AI. Um, It's not specialized in long form SEO content, you know, and certainly not specialized in content that ranks because that's what it's all about, right? I mean, you can produce as much content as you want, but unless that content's ranking, then what good is it? So we were the we were definitely the first one and probably one of the only ones now that actually specializes and focuses on long-form SEO content that ranks and is also human-like. Sure. And that's, that's kind of one of the um, the key things we're going to be focusing on with, um, you know, next month we have a, a new release of the app, version three of the app. We're really kind of focusing on that human-like content. Because you, there's a, a bunch of AI writers out there that are all competing against each other. Right. Whereas we feel like we're not competing against them. We feel like we're competing against actual human writers. So that's kind of the difference there. Human-like content, content that ranks. Yeah. Got it. If that makes sense. You know, and obviously, I have to say, just, you know, obviously, uh, looking from the outside in, when you say ranks, uh, I look at the content that scale site in general and some of your clients and no question, hands down, the content ranks. So that is that is key and proof sure. in, in what you're doing. I mean, a lot of uh, 
a lot of companies out there put out solutions and uh you know aim for a purpose but but don't hit the nail on the head and your team definitely has so something yeah. something very special there yeah for sure and you need to look no further than our own website um you know which is getting a revamp um in a couple of weeks very soon but um we are our, we are our very own case study i think in june or july we hit 500,000 uniques for that month um and a dr rating of 71 i think we're 73 or 74 now and we did sure. that within 6 months yeah, and, and I have to be honest with you, that that's what originally attracted me to the solution and why I think it's so exciting. Yeah, when I mean, we did that in six months, right? And our website, our blog is powered by our own platform. So we are our own case study. So, you know, we've made it work for us and, it, you know, it's working for our customers too. So, yeah. That's fantastic. So uh, at, at a high level, um, can you tell us how, you know, from a... Uh, tech standpoint and from a marketing standpoint yeah how does you know the solution ensures that the content that's being generated is high quality and unique and and all of that because i know that's a big question in ai today you know a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of question marks there okay well i mean i'll tell you a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes um as much as i can anyway uh, as much as i'm allowed to and this sure. might answer you know one or two of your future questions as well but um you know content at scale is kind of at its core it's a stack of three different ai engines okay so the first one is our very own proprietary engine we kind of think of it like the um you know like the kfc secret recipe right that you know nobody sure. knows what it is or so there's only two people who knows what it is and they they can't be in the same room together at the same time. Not quite that extreme, but um, yeah, the KFC or the Coca-Cola secret recipe, right? So that's, sure. that's the first one. Um, the second one is uh, ChatGPT, and we have a third um, AI engine as well. And then all three of them are working um, together. Um, then we also have two different NLPs, um, natural language processors, which make makes the content human readable or makes the content. Um, again, a lot of the AI writers out there are simply a fancy front end that makes an API call to chat GPT, right? Sure. Um, like I said, we've got three different engines, two different NLPs and a semantic search analyzer. And what this does is it passes the top results on Google, breaks that down, analyzes it, and then writes fresh content that can compete uh, and ranks against it and in many cases rank above what's already there so that's kind of like how it works right um it searches what's working really really well in google right now at the top finds out why those results are at the top and then rewrites it to be as good or better than what's already there so that's kind of a, a key kind of differentiator between us and other um ai writers is that they're just not doing that right they pull in stuff from chat gpt Okay, sure. it looks good. Uh, it might have a high score um, on an SEO tool, but is it what Google is looking for? Um, has it been modeled on what's already at the top? And that's one of the key differentiators, um, the three different AI engines, the NLPs, and the semantic search analyzer. Um, we also, you know, Content at Scale also does a, a number of unique things, like it puts in links. It puts those links into content Apologies, that's Slack. I didn't mute it. Uh, one second. Um, sure, we no also, worries. Um, it creates tables of content, um, interactive elements, um, things like social posts inside the uh, content it produces. It basically makes it as human-like as we can 
um, you know, without yeah. any human intervention. And um, sure. And at the end of the day, obviously, anyone that's that's done any any volume of content writing knows that you know producing the content is just half half the battle. There's obviously a lot of formatting and a lot of other details, like you're talking about right there, including the links and 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 yeah. other to get it to the point that it's ready to push live. So yeah, anything, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that that's huge. I mean, and if, you know, if, if you're a copywriter or you're working uh, for a copywriting agency or you're doing freelancing, okay, I mean, that's the dream, right? Because how much time is that going to ha- save you? I mean, fair enough, okay, you have to write a blog post. But when you, you know, you're finding, uh, you're doing citations or you're finding links or you, you need to find links to put in, it saves you all that time because we've done it for you. It's already there. Um, and that's a massive time saver. And obviously, if you, you know, you're a writer, that can augment and enhance your capability and i want to really say augment and enhance you know rather than replace because you know that that's that's not what we're uh, we're about yeah sure and you know that that leads me to my next question i know you have the uh craft writing method uh that uh content yeah. at scale promotes yeah. can you talk a little bit about the craft method and aio and all of that sure so um AIO was a term coined by our president, Julian McCoy. Um, it's actually become a bit of a buzzword now um, amongst kind of AI tools and things like that. But we, we, we coined it. And Craft is kind of her, her training about how to optimize AI content officially, um, efficiently. Sorry, um, I've got the, the training in front of me now. So, you know, we give full training um, on AIO writing, craft, and even agency training if you kind of join us as a customer. Um, if you want to start up an agency, we've got certifications for you to do. But um, craft um, is essentially um, C-R-A-F-T. Um, and, you know, C is for cutting, cutting the fluff. R is for um, optimizing your content for SEO. So review, edit, optimize. A is for images, visuals, and media. F is for fact check. And then T is for trust trust building with personal stories, tone, and links. So all that kind of fits into um, Google's, you know, E-A-T, about adding personalization to your content. And the craft framework basically is kind of like a step-by-step um, guide on how to edit your AI-produced content. So let's say you, uh, you've you got uh, your cast-produced blog post there. If you want to make that as good as possible, then you or one of your writers or one of your team or what have you um, can then do the craft, the five steps for craft on the blog post to make it, you know, as human-like as possible. So that's so yeah. Kind of like so from yeah. from the content at scale standpoint, you're <laughs> producing a piece that's as close to publish worthy, ready as possible. Yeah, and then a writer is actually molding that piece to to the final get it over the line to the point that it's the best content that's out there yeah sure i mean i, th- I think you know google is very heavily um into personal experiences now with writing um you know at the end of the day if you've got a travel blog um ai is, AI is never going to be able to replicate oh by the way today i went to this restaurant and i ate this that kind of thing right so like you sure. you know there are there are elements that you may want to add into your content um, i mean some people don't edit at all uh, for us and some people do, but um, the craft framework is there for you know you and your team to get the most out of it for sure. Understood, understood. Well, I think this would be a great point if uh, if you wanted to give our our viewers uh, a good overview of of the interface and the solution, so they can understand how uh, a piece of content would be created. I know 
a lot of times, uh, you know, it's 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 theoretical when you're talking about something, but a pic- what do they say? A picture is worth uh, a thousand words, right? Worth a thousand words. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, I'll give you, I guess, a quick kind of run through now or a sneak peek into uh, the platform. Um, as always, whenever you do kind of like live recordings and stuff, something inevitably goes wrong. I don't know why. And as soon as you do it offline, it's fine. But yeah. I've got my fingers crossed and I'm, I'm praying to the demo gods here. So uh, um, no worries. That's fine. Well, I'm just going to share my screen. If you let me know when you can see. Uh, sure. And a lot, you know, it's interesting. Um, a lot of our, our listeners listen on Spotify and Apple and other platforms that are audio and uh, a lot of other, other listeners are listening on platforms that are visuals. So, uh, okay. you know, it really helps to, uh, provide uh provide a full full level of uh yeah sure I mean, a demo is always so, good right yeah but yeah no we can we can see your screen there and it says uh cool awesome so yeah so this is kind of my 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 demo account that um i play around with and you know sometimes i do demos on or show um affiliates kind of like what we can do um this sure. is basically a dashboard so i'm gonna click on projects here um again this is going to be quite a quite a quick kind of demo and um, let's just say I want to create a project. So a project would essentially be like um, your website. And then we kind of use that as context, uh, context for future uh, projects or for future work. So sure. um, if I say just kind of like a demo here, um, project name, um, I'm going to say, um, what can we, what's your website name, Michael? Yeah. So if you want to put in software oasis. O-A-S-S. Yeah, software oasis. Okay. Oops, Oasis. And I have to say, the interface is is very uh, very clean. You know, not a yeah, lot very of... very clean. Um, you know, it's all kind of um, you know being done. You know, map out the user journey, try to make it as clean as possible. Um, you know, I can't say too much at the moment um, if the interface is going to change, but it might look a little different um, next month to what you're seeing sure. now. But you know, similar sort of thing, right? Um, project name Software Oasis. Uh, what would be the URL for that, Michael? Yep. So the same thing, uh, just softwareoasis.com. Oasis.com. Okay. And there we go. So the URL is valid. So, you know, we've named our project, we've given it a URL, and this is going to give kind of our engine some context, right? So project context, strongly recommended. So what is this website about? Um, so, um, you know, here's some examples of, uh, context I've used before. Uh, for example, I did affiliate marketing and I said, learn how to create profitable, profitable niche websites. So what would be the, con- um, the context of your, uh, your website, Michael? Yeah. So, um, uh, software trends, software. Okay. Yeah. Uh, discussing software trends. That's pretty cool. Okay. Um, you know, you can be more detailed with this if you want, but I like to keep it simple. And, you know, again, a lot of this is kind of experimentation. Right? Yeah. So, but, um, I mean, you know, one example would be low code software might be, might be a software trend. Yeah. Yeah. So no code, no code software. Yeah. No code software. Idea. And then, you know, that is very big at the moment. There's now even AI software, right? AI. Yeah. Um, there you go. Monthly posts. I mean, it doesn't really matter at this point what we put in here, but, you know, I would always say if you are powering a blog and you want to get any sort of results, you should be doing eight you know minimum eight posts a month right and that's what always what i recommend 
um, you know, that gives you two posts a week. So we'll put eight in here for now. Obviously, you can do more. And Michael, how would you describe your target audience? Yep. Uh, so it would be, um, you know, actually, if we go to the, the homepage here, you know, pretty much um, B2B uh, would be, you know, it's a software learning hub for small and mid-sized businesses. So. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so who reads your blog? Um, I guess sort of technology into ZS and... Small business owners. Yeah, SMBs, yeah. SMBs, yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, you know, when I've done this in the past, I've had the website in front of me and I've just kind of copied and pasted from the website. Sure. Um, for example, you know, the headline on the website or, you know, the the pitch or whatever, the hero might be really good for the project context. Or, you know, yeah, perfect. So, but it yeah. gives gives viewers a, an idea. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, language, we'll, we'll keep it in US for now. Um, we do have loads of different languages here um in content scale and one of the i guess the key points here is that we actually produce the content natively in these other languages you know vietnamese arabic what have you okay it's not an engine that produces in english and then translates we actually produce the content natively in these other languages that's another kind of key point understood and you know i see that a lot of agencies in other countries are using the solution as well so obviously that speaks to the solution from a yeah loads yeah. um right now i mean I spoke to someone this week who's using it are using this primarily to get all their english content over to spanish and vice versa so you know that's that's a good use case right there uh word count range um you know we can have less than 750 and up to kind of 3000 plus right which is more of a longer form but i'm gonna keep it as default for now so so that's a good question right there so is the content that's created suggested for Pillar posts are really more for the actual articles that are, are being linked out from the pillar posts, or could it oh, be you can, either? You're absolutely fine to use it, um, use it for both. Either. Absolutely okay. fine to use it for both, yeah. Yeah, it's Got not it. at all. Uh, yeah, two to 3,000 words here. Uh, tone of voice. So this is, okay, so this is really cool. This is really important as well. Um, we have got multiple different kind of voice tones in here, ranging from, you know, authoritative, casual, um joking professional sarcastic witty okay so we've tried to encompass you know different moods here depending on what your audience is okay so um, our audience is more of a casual casual tone yeah more more of a casual yeah, yeah i mean yeah. kind of you know my audience is more of a casual too i would say um but we've got all these kind of different um um tones in here we've also got some kind of uh, seo celebrities voices in here including a very own julia we've got adam Enfroy. And, sure. um, you know, Brian Dean from Backlink.io as well. And what we've done, we've yeah. captured the, kind of their, their tone of voice. Um, if you wanted to kind of write an article in their style. Uh, that's fun. That's fun. But um, here's kind of um, where the engine really kind of sets itself apart. Okay. And I'm probably not going to do a demo on this right now because it'll, um, it'll take a, you know, a little bit of setting up. But sure. we can do a custom tone of voice. So what we do here with the custom tone of voice is that we feed the engine uh, past articles that you okay. or one of your writers have written. And the engine kind of like over time will learn how to produce articles in that same style. So if you've got a oh, copywriter. That's really cool. Yes, yeah. it's really, really cool. It's called Unique Voice um, and in the same kind of style as them. So that's gold for copywriters. So we could, we could feed the engine maybe 50 or 100 articles that have already been written 
by writers. And oh, it, and I mean, it wouldn't even need that much. It's just three to start off with. Wow. Um, but um, yeah, and then it would kind of continue in the same vein. It gets better. That's powerful. As the time goes yeah. along. It's a dream, right, for copywriters who are working for agencies. If they don't want to deviate away from the style of work they've been doing, um, they can kind of, you know, keep exactly the same. So that, that's perfect. Um, for now, I'm just going to pick the top one authoritative just to just for a demo, sure. okay? Um, and then we create project. Yeah, unique voice. That's a, kind of like a big one for us. And that that would bring me to a good question. That the individuals that are seeing the most benefit of of the solution, obviously it can be used by anyone, but is it mostly individual site owners or is it more agencies that had been crafting content for sites or who, who do you see using the solution? Yeah, it's quite um, a wide use case, but definitely SEO agencies who kind of want to, um, I guess, augment and enhance uh, their output. Uh, businesses that are already running who, again, want to kind of increase their output and you know, get sure. more traffic. Um, we've got kind of site donors who own portfolios of sites who want to cut down on the amount of uh, writers they hire. And, um, you know, they see us as a good solution to do that. Um, we've got affiliate marketers. We, you know... Um, spending thousands of dollars with us every month you know running hundreds of sites themselves just with content scale we've got yeah. you know um lots of different case studies and use cases actually on our website um we've got someone um joe who started up an agency when he discovered content scale he's now doing two hundred thousand dollars a month in wow. content services using content scale um and he's one of the case studies on our website um, Marcus, who's on YouTube as the affiliate marketing dude. Again, you can see him on our case study section on our website. Um, he's an affiliate marketer. He uses content at scale to power hundreds of different websites. He doesn't even edit any of the content. He just sends it out. And um, yeah, he's you know he, he, he he's a seven-figure affiliate. So yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of definitely SEO agencies is kind of our main bag. Um, you know, copywriters or anyone to do with kind of SEO or businesses that need content marketing. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, we, we ended in our, our context uh, for this project and picked our tone of voice, et cetera. So we've, we've now been brought to this page. So we've got kind of three tabs here, content planner, you plan all your content out for however long, um, and your keyword research tool, which is going to give you some more kind of insights um, into, you know, the, the keyword side of things. But for now, I'm going to focus entirely on the AI writer. And I'm going to click write post. And, you know, we can see kind of our settings we put in before here. Got it. So, so, so if you actually had 10 different clients, you could have one project for each client. And... Yeah. I mean, one project yeah. is essentially one website kind of thing. So, um, Got it. Okay. yeah. And here we go, write post. So we have kind of different options here. Like the bread and butter of content and scale is uh, writing a post via keyword. But we can also... Um, analyze a youtube video a podcast episode even a custom audio file even like a document like a pdf or and this is really cool an existing blog post url so say if you wanted to put your competitors post into there um <laughs> and have something uh, you can do that as well but uh bread and butter is the the keywords we'll do that okay and you know what keyword do you want to rank for um i've used this one before how to create an seo marketing campaign uh word cut range and in here, you can put some additional context, okay? Um, you know, talk about how you do X, the benefits, and what to watch for when doing Y. Um, whenever, whenever I add additional context, I, I keep it kind of brief, right? Um, I find, um, you know, let our engine 
do the work. Um, and that's kind of like how I do it. So okay. what I would do then, I mean, you can customize the brief, save it to the content planner or add some sources, but we click write post now and it will literally do it in minutes. Um, and when you do it, it'll kind of give you like, the different stages, what's happening. Okay, uh, research in, now the NLP is at work, uh, now we're optimizing and then you're ready to kind of edit. Um, so I'm going to take you to a project I've done previously. Sure. Um, and again, it's content at scale, right? So, you know, you can queue up as many of these as you have credits for. Um, so the additional content uh, yeah. context, What's would that? that be, you know, for someone that's familiar with a traditional um, brief or something like that, some of maybe the, the key points that you might put into a brief? Yeah, you might want to put some be... key points there in there that you absolutely want covered. Uh, yeah, not it, not too much because obviously yeah, yeah, you want the, the engine to do its, uh, its yeah. magic and position against what's already out there so sure so i'm trying to think of um so matt wolf's like an ai celebrity um someone who who um we did a sponsorship with before and um i just simply i i took a, a one of his youtube links from a video i found really interesting and it was exploring ai and game development so it generated 2200 words um with an seo score of 75 right off the bat which is you know which is pretty good right um and this yeah. has not been optimized at all so if I click on the preview. Um, so is it on a hundred point scale? Is that the yeah on a hundred point scale? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And again, this has not been edited at all. And this talks about some really kind of in depth uh, game development AI stuff, such so as the Unreal Engine. Um, so it's developed. So this. right off the bat, we have an, an introduction. Right bat, you have a nice table of contents. Table of contents. Again, not many. You know, there's not many tools out there that do that or kind of formatted. The YouTube video in question. Um, click the tweet here, and it just basically goes on. Um, again, links, more kind of interactivity, wow. and um, yeah, like I say, provide all the links here as well. Yeah. Um, they go to different articles, more links, and like I say, really, really in depth um, references as well, and a conclusion. So you can kind of see here. He was really, really impressed um, with this because we just simply took a YouTube uh, video where he was talking about game development and AI. And if you want to come over here, you can kind of see uh, your keywords and entities, um, what's mentioned and what's not, and you know how to kind of uh, optimize it. Um, we can go to the research tab here and have different rewrite options for a brief. Um, we can take a look at what's uh, ranking right now, uh, the different articles in Google, plagiarism checker, just to make sure that you know it is unique, and also obviously um, our my account has the AI detector as well, so you can run it through the AI detector. Uh, because content scale, you know, one of our selling points is that we write content that is uh, it's not able to be detected by the various different AI detectors out there, um, and you know, obviously we have our own AI detector as well. Yeah, so, I, I noticed that on your site. That's obviously a very yeah. very helpful. Uh tool is and and i guess that that brings up a question you know is ai detectability something that that's important not important uh you know what where do you see that and yeah that's a really as, good question um yeah. so i i think it's really important in certain fields like for example our our ai detector is widely used by like educational institutions uh, you know sure. check in if students work is you know written by ai and whatnot and you know that's a major 
case for it. In terms of like SEO and ranking, uh, right now, I, I don't think it's important. Um, you know, Google themselves have said they are not going to penalize um, AI content. You can see from the results that we're having with our own website, with our clients' websites, that they're getting a ton of traffic. Um, you know, our website's entirely powered by CAS. And, um, you know, AI detectors themselves right now are kind of a bit all over the place. Um, yeah. Some of them yeah. are too strong, some of them are too weak, some of them are saying human content is the tech is AI and, and vice versa. Yeah. So right now it's kind of, you know, it's not really, um, not the really wild, thing. wild west of AI yes, content. For sure, the wild west. Yeah. yeah. In terms of like SEO um, and, you know, businesses and getting things to rank um, certainly right now, not important. Great. Well, that, that, that's helpful. It gives us a, a good feel for how the, the solution works and uh, yeah, I mean, the real big world. Thing. There's a yeah. bunch of other stuff we could have done, and we, we could really got, get lost on the rabbit hole there, you know, with like optimizing and all that kind of stuff. But um, um, you know, training yeah. tones of voice and things. But you know, just to show you how easy it is, you give it a bit of context, you give it a keyword, and voila, and you can do it again and again and again. So yeah. Now, I guess the other question: how how does the solution integrate with other tools? Are there, uh, you know, I know a lot of. Um, a lot of sites are, uh, I guess, forty percent of the internet is based on WordPress. Does is there some sort of a WordPress uh, option yeah, there? Sure. So uh, we have a native integration uh, with WordPress, so you don't have to kind of import your content into WordPress. It will go right in, um, which is obviously a big help. And um, yeah, you know that's kind of like the main one. We also have a very similar integration with um, Shopify, e-commerce platform. Okay. Yeah, um, a lot again, of people are so using that Shopify. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, your content will, will go straight into there. Um, we kind of, we have a native integration with Copyscape and, um, I mean, there'll definitely be others planned in the future for sure. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, okay. And can a lot of the editing be done within content at scale or is it done in the final platform or? Yeah, absolutely. be done, um, in content and scale and then you can publish direct to WordPress. I think that's how most people do it anyway. Okay, yeah. so so you, really, you, know, you might just... as well take a, take advantage of the you know the SEO features inside you know the editor and um, yeah, yeah. So so really one, and I think that's one thing we're seeing in a lot of not not just in the AI industry but a lot of industries with software as a service in general. A lot of solutions are you know people are looking for a single tool that has the capacity to do more than you know more than just one function so you know obviously being able to do all of that within content at scale is is huge yeah for sure and um uh, november the 7th version 3 of our platform um we'll have some new uh kind of avenues is there as well um kind of becoming more of this all encompassing seo tool so um not going to say any more on that but um yeah November the seventh. Watch out. <laughs> well, we'll we'll leave a, a link in the show notes, and uh, <laughs> anyone that's looking before November seventh, you'll see where it's at now, and uh, obviously a lot of exciting things to come. And it sounds like it's following along with that trend of um, really, yeah, providing a, a full solution. Um, although sure. where it's at right now is pretty amazing compared to uh, to what's out there, so that that's really neat. Um, and can you give us an idea as far as the the platform itself? Um, are there 
a wide variety of industries that are using content at scale, or is it mainly finding a home in one type of copywriting? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, you're very, very broad. Um, you know, some of our agencies are, you know, servicing, um, you know, clients in a whole bunch of different niches. Um, we're seeing quite a lot of uptake in legal. Um, so it seems that content scale is very good for legal. Um, it's a niche we're kind of carving out. Also education as well, um, but just really kind of broad, um, broad range. You know, we've got some pretty big uh, customers. So it just kind of, you know, depends uh, really. I wouldn't say that it's, it's got any bias to any kind of sure. one type of niche. Um, maybe it's it's better writing different types of articles than others. Um, you'd have to ask uh, the customers, but um, yeah. Yeah. No, no kind of niche favorites and, in that. Yeah. Is there an example of, of, you had mentioned a couple of different uh, clients that are using content at scale, but maybe in a, a success story that you could share with us to, yeah, uh, for sure. to give so, people an um, idea? Well, I'll give you kind of the links to the case study section on our website. Honestly, we've got so many awesome use cases. Um, some of them I mentioned earlier. Like I say, um, Top Click Joe, started, he started an agency when he discovered content at scale. Um, and he's he's on track to do two hundred thousand dollars a month now in um, in revenue for his agency, and he literally so started how, it this year. So yeah, I mean, a good example. How how would he be using the solution? What what uh, what is it that he's doing with it? Yeah, so like, I think his agency is providing full kind of marketing services. Um, so that be kind of like website um, design and creation. Um, sure. And then obviously then content services to go with that to drive traffic and then kind of paid ads as well to you know drive even more traffic to their business. So he's Got using it. content scale um, 100% for all his content creation, um, including uh, pillar posts. He actually did a pillar post training for us yeah. and um, showed us how he was kind of ranking uh, local businesses in really competitive uh, keywords, for example, um, plumber in my area. Um, and he was using yeah. content scale to do these huge pillar posts and he's getting them to rank, you know, in the top three almost immediately. And you so know, he's going from like zero to one hundred and in... zero to one hundred, yeah. Yeah. And he's getting a ton of business now. And you know, because he was so active with us early on, and he was posting in our community, and he was asking us questions and that kind of stuff. You know, we've really helped him as well. And um, you know, we we actually drove him a lot of business as well. Um, you know, because mm. he. Um, he really kind of embraced us. So um, yeah, you know, we take care of our of our customers for sure. That's exciting to say. What um, what are you seeing as far as trends in in the uh, the industry? What what types of uh, trends are you seeing? Uh, tr- trends in terms of AI or Google? Yeah, in or, terms or, of AI. Uh, um, in terms of AI, I think it, it's moving so fast, right? I mean, I would say about kind of six months ago, there wasn't half the kind of AI tools out that there is now. And I think in the next month, this is just my prediction, right? Um, sure. You know, this is not representative of, of content to scale or anyone else. It's just my personal prediction. Sure. I think within the next kind of 12 months, you're going to see a lot of them die out and you're going to have kind of the cream of the crop rise up and stay there. Um, but definitely us for sure. Uh, right now, there's dozens of AI writers out there who are all kind of, like I say, very similar, competing against each other, uh, low price points, but right. not not too much to them, right? And I think a lot of them are going to die off. So I think it's very much going to be um, you'll kind of see 
you know, not just in terms of AI writers, but you, you'll see a, a lot of these AI tools go away. But that's just my personal opinion. Sure. Um, probably reaching kind of market saturation or critical mass. Um, I think AI is definitely here to stay. Um, you'll see a lot of um, top kind of people in the game, you know, well-known figures um, who are previously a little bit hesitant about using AI in their businesses who've now kind of turned over. I mean, even our own president, Julia, when she had a content agency, she was very much anti-AI. She found yeah. content at scale and then um, exited, sold her agency because she just said, wow, I mean, this is this has changed everything, right? So I think you kind of, you've got you've got to get on board with AI. It's very much adapt or die. And don't see AI as kind of like a bad thing. Don't see AI as, okay, you know, if you're a copywriter or you're a graphic designer or you're a video editor or you're a programmer, don't think of it as it's going to, it's coming to get my job. Think of it as a way, okay, I've got to kind of learn a new way of doing things. And, you know, I can be kind of like even more of an expert now. Um, You know, you've got programmers now who are able to to program really complicated apps thanks to the help of AI tools that they weren't able to do previously. So think of it as like an augmentation and an enhancement as opposed to um, the writings on the wall because there's still a lot of AI, um, you know, anti-AI or AI vitriol out there and um, we kind of need to get people to align with this new way of thinking, okay, AI is here to stay. Um, How can it help you as opposed to, you know, running away from it? Yeah. Understood. Yeah. So it's really just a, a mindset and it's, it's, it's a new tool. Obviously anything that's sure. new is, uh, you know, until, uh, till it becomes clear, you know, a little bit great for a lot of people. So really exciting. Yeah. And, um, as far as feedback, so obviously the product is on version two, going to version three and, you know, yeah. uh, continually evolving. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you prioritize feedback from users and what gets incorporated into new versions and is there yeah. a, a process for that and yeah i mean there is so um you know we have a dedicated uh, success team which pretty much just talks to customers and we always you know take on board their feedback um it's you know we have a um you know a we use Slack um, internally and, you know, we have a channel for that feedback. We also have kind of like feedback forms as well when people use our tool or when people decide not to continue using our tool and we see, you know, why um, and all that is kind of incorporated. So it's very much an ongoing process. I mean, we even have like Jeff, our director of AI, his job is pretty much to look at the quality of the output our engine is putting out, you know, how can we improve it? Um, and it's, it's constantly an ongoing process. I and mean, it has to be, right? You know, we have to stay one step ahead of these AI detectors, you know, if we're going to hold true to our claim, right? And, you know, one day they kind of make an adjustment and it detects us. And then the next day we have to make an adjustment so they're undetectable and it's a game of cat and mouse. So sure. we're constantly um, having to kind of iterate and improve and, even more so now with um, with version three, when we kind of have other elements, other elements, um, kind of pointing towards our AI writer. But it it's it's not like you know we're okay, we're at this point now, and that's it. We kind of stand still. We're constantly going to be um, updating and improving it. And um, you know, if we see anyone else kind of get ahead of us, we're going to be right back up there. So yeah. Sure. And it seems like content at scale has really hit its stride. I mean, I've been keeping an eye on you guys for a while and obviously uh, it started out exciting and it's getting more exciting. So that that's neat. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let me ask you for, for a 
agency or a company that that's looking to get started with content at scale? Are there different plans, different packages? How how would one decide uh, what would be the right uh, volume of credits and all of that? And yeah, talk sure. a little so, bit about the pricing model. Yeah, that's a good question. So um, our starter plan, our base plan is um, $250 US dollars a month, and that gives you eight uh, blog posts per month. Okay, so I would say you know that's probably suitable for one for one site, right? You know, we always say eight posts a month or two posts a week is kind of the sweet spot. Oh, that's what we want to be doing a minimum, right? And then we go all the way up to kind of our agency plan, which is uh, $1,500 uh, a month, and you get 100 of these blog posts there. So that that brings the price right down to, I think, $15 per post, if I'm sure, right. Sure, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so when you think of it like that, right, you know, we, we kind of have a, in the SEO world, we, ha- we have a saying, um, you know, unless you're spending at least $100 on a post or alternatively at least four hours of your time, it's not worth publishing on your website. So if you keep that in mind, um, that you know you're making a significant saving on that, plus a significant saving on time, you really kind of start to see uh, what the value is. Plus, you know the content that you're being produ- uh, produced has been, like I say, we've had the NLP and the semantic search analyzer. It's past the top search results of Google, so you know this content is going to rank, and you, you might want to edit it as well. You know, add a bit of personal experience. So from that perspective, it's really, really cost effective. Um, you know, some people, they take a look at some of the AI, AI writers uh, out there right now, which are basically just competing each other as a road to the bottom on price. Right. You know, how cheap can we do it? Because all we're doing is sending an API call to ChatGPT. And as long as our cost for that API call is covered, we're making a profit, right? None of what um, is happening behind the scenes at continent scale is happening there. And I just want to kind of make that clear. You know, we are for... Um, SEO agencies, copywriters, content marketers, and businesses that actually want to have organic SEO traffic to their sites. Okay, um, you know, if you want to cheap out and just get something produced by ChatGPT, come back in three or six months, and we'll see what's ranking and what's not. Yeah, and and at the end of the day, you know as well as I do, just as Justin and everyone else on the team knows, you know, one one quality uh, ranking can really uh set set a business on fire and yeah you know it can yeah so so obviously the uh plant you want to plant a bunch of seeds and uh and if you've got the the right right type of seed this is uh really the way to go yeah um, for sure for, i mean for, and, and even if you're um you know even if you're not planning to use it for yourself even if you you run an agency or want to start an agency um again you know it's it's you come up with with your own offers, right? You might might want to offer, you know, SEO packages, and you might want to charge clients, you know, two or three or four, or even five thousand dollars a month, okay? And you can have content scale at the heart of that. So you're already kind of, you know, getting a cost effective post, a time effective post, but then you you make an extra profit on top of that, depending on what you know you price your services at. So yeah, sure. So there's a lot of different ways that the solution could be used. It could be starting yeah. really uh, augmenting your existing agency, starting a new agency, using it for your own company. So just a whole variety of different uh, different use cases. And for uh, customers that are are signing up through the link that we'll leave in the notes, is there any additional bonus or special uh, offering that's that's uh, happening now? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. So if you sign up through the link that Michael provides, um, we've uh, negotiated a, a deal with him. And anyone who signs up through uh, Michael's link, you will receive an extra 20% additional bonus credits every single month for the duration of your subscriptions. That's essentially 20% extra credits um, onto your account simply by signing through Michael's link. Wow, that's very powerful. So we'll leave that softwareoasis.com link in the show notes. Yep. And um, we're really excited to see uh, see what's coming out in version 3.0. So we'll probably have to have to follow up for another podcast edition yeah, of the absolutely. Software Spotlight. But uh, really uh, appreciate your, your taking the time out today to, uh, to join us and give us a good overview of the solution. That That's fantastic. So yep. um with us from um, Content at Scale, we've had Steve Harvey. And uh, coming up on our next episode, we have uh, Daniel Burke from Beehive. Uh, they have a newsletter oh. platform that's built for growth. We uh, like Beehive a lot. We, we, we yeah. have one. Yeah. You're familiar with the team. And it's actually the same team that, that created the uh, Morning Brew newsletter. So Beehive has uh, some exciting technology there. Yeah, we like Beehive a lot. We partnered up with them on, uh, I think it was a co-video promotion or something like that. But um, yeah, we um, Beehive's great. We you know we use it for um, uh, one of our own newsletters. Uh, our director of AI, Jeff, has an AI newsletter called AI Curious, and that is powered by Beehive. Fantastic. Well, there there you go. Great plug for those guys, and really exciting technology. So we're we're looking forward to that uh, that newsletter. Uh, and I think uh, you know they they really have uh, what could be the the next Facebook of uh, advertising for uh, for for newsletters. So a lot of a uh, lot of different technologies built into that platform to monetize a newsletter. So hey, thank you so much, Steve, for for joining us today, and uh, we will uh, make sure to get that. Uh, off into our next podcast uh, episode along with the link for any listeners that are looking to sign up for content at scale. Brilliant. Thanks for having me on. Okay.